Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, one and all. Yeah. <laughs> so many people looking so beautiful tonight. Even Ryan, you know, we're gonna check out. Don't feel count out on that one. You're looking really good. Shiny, shiny. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's you kind of wait till a certain point in December, uh, I think, at least I do, when, you're, when you can actually start to feel safe about saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> and let's enjoy this holiday season. Because, of course, you know, we get through Halloween and then we got Thanksgiving, which are all, you know, fun. But it's really kind of a magical time, especially in a place like Burlington, Vermont, to experience the holidays. I mean, even as we're coming down here, I know it's a little bit slippery for a few of us, but it's snowing outside. And, you know, we're, we're, we're having a white Christmas. And I think it's just God saying, hey, let's get in the spirit here a little bit. And uh, let's enjoy this. Let's let ourselves party a little bit. Let's let ourselves... Uh, relax and enjoy the grace of God mm-hmm. and the, the blessings and the gifts and the bounty that He's given us. Uh, not only this whole past year, but today, uh, one another, uh, the Spirit, even the songs that we're singing. It's, it's, it's. I think it's important for us just to let them kind of move us. Mm-hmm. Think about the words. I love that word Emmanuel because what it means is God with us. God is here, and it's 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 uh, it's just powerful to remember. That. And so I want us to say a prayer. Maybe we could all join in. And, uh, and then I've got a little bit of a, a story for us tonight. <laughs> and I wanted to give this book to, you know, a couple of years ago I read the book um, um, Punchinello. I don't know if you guys have ever read that story. A story about Punchinello a few years ago. We had a family together and we did this little video. Because remember that year we had a, this big video, I think, that, uh, that Larry put together for us. But it was, um, and so we read that story. This this year I got a little different story. It's actually the story of Christmas. And I was hoping I could give this story, this book, to Junie for Christmas. And maybe I was thinking Junie might be able to share it with Benjamin. Oh, You guys could read it together for Christmas. It's a really cool story. And so uh, we'll read it together here a little bit. And then uh, if I could give it to you for a Christmas gift. I'd love it. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so, so much for this time, this simple special time together, just to be family, to be friends, uh, to, to think about uh, so many of the good things that you've blessed us with and that you've loved us with. Father, help us to get carried away in the Christmas spirit this year. Father, help us to kind of let down the guards that can come up through all the busyness and all the hustle and of, of, of life. And Father, uh, I pray that we would all let the spirit of Christ into our lives in a new way, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to inspire us to bring that sparkle into our hearts, into our lives. Father, to, um, to really just understand you and know you better. Uh, Father, and to enjoy the life that you've given to us. Father, thank you so much for this time together. Please bless our time uh, as we think about you. And please give us your spirit to lead us and guide us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to start off with a few Christmas dad jokes. Oh, all right. All right. So I'm a grandfather now. I'm yeah. officially Papa. I talked to I talked to uh, Mari even this morning. All right. And so I can get to do this kind of stuff. I can tell I can I can tell Papa jokes with unabashed enthusiasm. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. okay so here's here's a joke for you. Joke right then, they get a candy cane. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Did you say that? I can't see what I'm saying. Bronchite. 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 
So you, so you guys got that right? You cross a snowman with a vampire. You get what? You get frostbite. Okay? Oh, no. So here's another one. What does Santa suffer from when he gets stuck in a chimney? Fat Santa. <laughs> no, it's claws strophobia. What do you call Santa when he stops moving? Wait a minute. Get, get another get another candy cane. We have the right answer. Santa pause. Santa pause. He stops moving. He might be dead too, but he's dead and pause. Okay, here's another one. How do you help someone who has lost their Christmas spirit? How do, you, how do you help someone who's lost it? What? That isn't the elf. Well, this kind of has to do with that. It says, nurse them back to elf. Nurse them back to elf. All right. Okay, here's another one. Just, just three more. Three more. All right. What do you call an elf that runs away from Santa's workshop? What do you call an elf that runs away from Santa's workshop? A lady elf. A lady elf. What was it over there? Close. It is a rebel with a clause. No. Oh, that's really bad. That's like the worst thing. Wow. Without a clause. That's right. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what it says. A rebel, that's right. I read it wrong. A rebel without a clause. There you go. No! I get one for correction. Thank you. Okay, here's one. Why are elves such great motivational speakers? I don't know if you knew that. Elves, man, they rock the motivational speeches. Oh, oh, oh. that is so close. <laughs> they have plenty of elf confidence. Elf esteem would have been better than that. Elf and elf confidence. That's it. Okay, last one. Here's one. What's a Christmas tree's favorite candy? Oh, Candy tree, close. Yeah, I think you might get a. Can we get a? Can we get a? It's close. Anybody else want to try? Very close. Elves, uh, so Christmas tree's favorite candy is Orna Mints. Uh, <laughs> it was right on the tip of Margaret's tongue. She couldn't get it. She couldn't get it out. She just didn't want to say it. Oh, man. Okay, so that's over. That's over. Guys, good job. That's over. That was pretty big. Good job, Papa. I bet you Margaret's going to laugh. Thank you, Margaret. Hey, so. 
Yeah. Let me ask you this. What, what's a fond Christmas memory of yours? What's a fond Christmas memory of yours? Yeah. Where all the families come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one year, it was the first time all six of my mom's kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Born, that was the first time we're up. Wow. All eight of us spent so much fun. We got my brother to do the cooking and put a big pan of everybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm thinking that food isn't really the issue in that in that gathering. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, because seven girls cook and plus the boys. You know, all the cooks Seven girls and one Wow. That's awesome. I got one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember flexible fly sleds, but they yes. were like yeah. killing on ice. Yep. So we, my sister Sue and I, I don't even know my mom knew we were doing a full moon, and we went to a uh, like a golf course down the road, and we, I don't know how we survived. We hid the ice, and we just went, just the two of us, and we went down the steep golf course sliding in the moonlight. It was so cold and so, so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. Right, flexible flyers. Where are they gone? I still have them. Where have they gone? I know it. I don't know. I still have mine. Yeah, those are, those are, that's pretty dangerous. Especially when it's not icy. That's true. There's a lot of good injuries. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. So, when I was really young, we used to, I used to live with my grandmother. And uh, one year, my grandfather had said, we're going to get a Christmas tree. We're going to get the biggest Christmas tree ever. So we went out uh, to a tree farm, cut down the largest one they had. Uh, we had to cut the bottom and the top of it to make it fit in the house. We had a tiny, tiny little house. So um, you know, once we got it in there, it filled up close to a full half of the entire living room. But we, <laughs> but we bought popcorn, and we had cranberries, wow. and yep. we strung popcorn and cranberry, cranberries together, and we decorated that thing. Just mm-hmm. amazing. It wasn't, we didn't have lights or anything like that, just popcorn and cranberries to decorate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just a beautiful tree. It was just a wonderful little memory. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, it's not like every Christmas is necessarily one of those memories, but there's there's maybe a couple of them out there. You kind of just go, you just never forget it. It kind of gives you a warm sense of, of kind of what the season's all about. I know for me, I, I never forget this. Um, place we used to go to on Christmas Eve for a, a church service. It was Christmas Eve church service. And it was at this monastery at the top of this really tall hill. And we go there at midnight. And I'll never just forget as a kid just kind of looking out over kind of, it's, sometimes, you know, especially when the sky was, was, was clear, you could see the stars. It was just magnificent. It was, it was magical. And you could see also because of the stars and the moon, you could see the, the, the farmlands. I grew up in North Jersey, and it was all it was, it was surrounded by farmlands. And then the actual monastery that we were into was just packed with people who came on Christmas Eve. And all the kids sat on the floor. There was a lot of singing. There was a lot of candles. There was a lot of there was it was all really you know Christmas kind of you know festive. There was a lot of really good smells in there. And uh, it just was it, was, it was something I think as a kid that kind of brought me to faith, you know, to kind of want to want to think about those things even more later on because because it was such a kind of a magical type kind of experience. And of course, it was all around this story, you know, the story that we hear that sometimes I think we can kind of take for granted. 
But, but this story that we're about to read is one of the epic stories of humanity. It's, it's a story that literally humanity, civilization, is built around. And it's built around this story, even though it's a simple story, and we're going to read the kids' version tonight. As adults, we know that this story is set in a time of great challenge. This, set, this story is set in a time where, where the government was extremely corrupt and wicked and violent. It's set, in, it's set in a time where there was a lot of trauma, there was a lot of poverty. Uh, it's set in a time where, where there was no, there was no uh, you know, hospitals to go to. There, there, was, uh, there was a lot of desperation. And so God sort of places himself in the middle of this moment in history, in the middle of all this darkness, and, and, he, and he seeks to, to love us. He seeks to inspire us. He seeks to, to make a connection with us. There are some things that, that all humans yearn for, things like meaning, things like light, things like uh, love and closeness and, and grace. Somebody can us. And so it's, it's this story that, that I think sometimes becomes, you know, a story that we, um, you know, think about sort of as a, as a middle school play, which is fine, because it is a story that really kind of asks us to have a childlike heart mm-hmm. and, to, and to be willing to wonder again and be willing to, I don't know, imagine again what was going on. And so this is the story of Christmas. And, uh, and it's just this, this storybook I found in the, uh, in the bookstore. And I thought it just kind of, kind of made the story of Jesus simple and, uh, and understandable for all of us you know, who are simple people. This is the story of Jesus' birth and the first Christmas. So 